Hi, y'all. It is so good to be back. Um, I have leveled up. I'm not in my toilet room anymore. You're not sitting on my toilet anymore, so I feel very professional. Um, today, you are sitting on a glass full of water, and we are now in my apartment bedroom. So I'm feeling very fancy, very professional over here. Um, I wanted to make an episode weekly just to hold myself accountable because typically what I'll do is I'll get really excited about a project like I love writing and I'll have a great idea for a book for example and then I'm like oh I'm gonna finish this one I'm gonna stick to this one and then like a week into it or even a couple days into it I just forget about it lose motivation and the project just dies and I don't want that to happen with my podcast just because I want this to be something where it's something I can look forward to every week and just talk about my week talk about what's going on and connect with you guys and so this is really just an accountability thing for me so we're gonna see how I do with actually keeping up with it and whatnot it's like a little experiment but so far, I've done awful with keeping up with it. But in my defense, my friend from back home came into town and then I got COVID and all of that jazz. But here we are. So before getting into the meat of the episode, I just thought I would rant, chat a little bit about what's going on in my life currently. Um, so I'm back up at my apartment, back up to school. I'm on my second week of classes, but last week I wasn't able to go to syllabus week because of COVID, so yesterday was actually my first day of my in-person classes, and then tonight is my first night back at church, and then tomorrow I have my classes again, and then next week my schedule picks up even more because my Wednesday class will be back in, and that will be my first week of like having a full-on schedule and everything. But I'm already feeling extremely overwhelmed and just figuring out what my routine is going to look like this semester. And I think that's something most college students can relate to. Like that first week or two is rough. Just figuring out how much time you're actually going to have to devote to each class. And then the first quiz and test in every class, I feel like it's just like trial and error of seeing how much you actually have to study and whatnot. So I'm feeling very overwhelmed. Um, I'm also still not 100% recovered from COVID. I've been out of quarantine and stuff, but I can tell that my strength and energy is still not back. So it's been rough. Yesterday, my first class I went to, I started getting a panic attack and I had to leave because I thought I was going to yak everywhere. Um, but luckily I did not. And I just laid in the hallway like a weirdo for 20 minutes. But hey, it happens. So that's where I'm at. But super excited to get back to church tonight and get back to the swing of things. I'm excited to see what this semester holds. And I know once I get settled in, I'm going to kill it as always, as are all of you. I know we're all going to be very successful in whatever we are doing and putting our minds to. But off of that soapbox, today I'm going to be talking about choosing friends who choose you. Um, I feel like I'm just going to go on a tangent about this. I do have some notes, but I don't know. I feel like I could talk about this forever, but I'm going to try to keep it short and simple. This has been one of the hardest lessons for me to learn in my life. I'm 20 years old. I don't feel like I'm even close to accomplishing learning this lesson fully. I don't know if I 
ever will just because the type of person I am is like just staying loyal to people and and being friends with anyone who needs it and whatever I'll get more into that but just personality wise I think that this is such an important thing for me to talk about because it's one of those things that I give good advice on but cannot take my damn own advice to like save my life so I'm just gonna talk about it a bit today so choosing friends who choose you what that means to me is choosing friends who are giving the same amount of energy into the relationship that you are um so the love that you're giving the energy that you're putting into it the effort that you're putting in like the amount of times you ask them to hang out is being reciprocated the amount of times you text them first saying hey how are you is being reciprocated um if you're doing like a bunch of favors and giving them a shoulder to cry on like every night that that's being reciprocated so choosing friends who choose you and i guess the latter of that would be choosing friends who choose you when it's convenient so that would be the opposite of it and that's what this girl does all the time but that would look like you're the only one really putting in that effort really um reaching out all the time genuinely wanting to see them and spend quality time and maybe they're only reaching out to you and spending time with you when it's convenient to them when they have no one better to hang out with um when they have something to complain about or they like need something from you they need advice from you um this happens to me a lot i'm kind of like a natural advice giver i want to be a therapist i enjoy giving advice but sometimes it comes to bite me in the ass because i have so many people in my life that only reach out to me when it's for advice or like to be comforted or something and there's two sides of every coin like that's a blessing that they feel comfortable coming to me and i'm honored to be a part of that journey but the other side of that coin is a lot of times I'm not getting poured into and I'm not getting the love and energy that I need from people. And so then that leads to burnout and just frustration in your friendships and relationships. So that's why it's so important to choose people who are choosing you because a relationship, a friendship, it's two-sided and you have to be getting poured into the same amount that you're pouring out or you're going to feel burnt out or one day you're gonna be like you know what fuck um Susie Joe over here because I'm just realizing she never texts me first and or she never really asks me to hang out and all of those little things that you like set aside and you're like you know what I'm just gonna keep pouring into them they're all gonna come back and bite you in the ass and you're gonna like blow up one day and just be like I don't have any good friends or people in my corner or people that are really truly there for me or you know who even are my friends like is Susie Joe my real friend over here you know and it's gonna lead to an explosion in the friendship and it might not look like you yelling at them or exploding in that sort of way but there's gonna be something you're gonna hit your breaking point with it um which is normal and valid um but you have to be holding yourself accountable to be like, okay, am I getting what I need out of this relationship? And if I'm not, am I communicating to that person that I'm not getting what I need? Because if you don't communicate it, that person may not even know that they're doing something wrong. And so then the friendship's going to end for no reason because you could have communicated that. What if they were going to fix it? You can work through it. So choosing friends who choose you, if you're looking around you know your friend group in your life right now and you're like listening to this being like you know what 
what Brooke is talking about, that's what I struggle with. Like, I don't have friends who choose me. I don't have friends that, you know, would put me first or, you know, answer my phone call if I really needed it or whatever, whatever that looks like to you. If you're sitting here going, I don't have friends who choose me, don't drop them immediately. Don't be like, fuck Susie Joe, okay? Talk to them, communicate, be like, this is what I need. This is what I need out of the friendship. This is what I'm going to need from you. And, you know, it might take time for you to learn that and for me to get better with communicating that, but I'm willing to wait. I'm willing to work on it with you, but I'm going to have to see some improvements in these areas. And Susie Jo is going to react most likely in one of two ways. She's either going to go, fuck you. What are you talking about? I do everything for you. And she's going to go off and she's going to get defensive. Or Susie Jo is going to be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry you've been feeling that way. Let me work on it. And then it's a waiting game. You have to see, are they really going to work on it? Or are they going to work on it and get better for a few weeks and then go back to how things were? So it's a process. So I'm not making this episode to be like, oh my gosh, just cut everyone off in your life that's not meeting your needs. Because it's a two-way street just like we talked about, and you also clearly weren't communicating your needs or your boundaries up front. And that's somewhere where I struggle so much is making those boundaries and making those boundaries known. And my advice would be sitting down and thinking to yourself, what does friendship mean to you? What does that look like? What does an ideal friendship look like to you? What does it look like to have a friend choose you? What does that look like? What does that feel like to you? What sort of characteristics do you need from someone to fulfill that? You have to figure that out in your own space, in your own time. Figure out with yourself, what do you truly need? And then you can evaluate, okay, is this friend needing that? No, let me communicate that with them. Go down the list, go through your friendships, see what's not being met, and then make it an open conversation where you share your needs that aren't being met or your boundaries that are being crossed and make sure that it's an open conversation where they can then do the same because chances are they're going to turn around and they're going to reevaluate the friendship and they're going to say, hold up, now that you're complaining about this, this, and this, you do this, this, and this that bother me or that drain my energy, right? So you have to be open to listening to their side of it as well and making changes within yourself as well because it may feel like you're giving so much and you're giving so much love and it's not being reciprocated, but from their side, it might feel like that for them or it might be a totally different story. You guys might just be on completely different pages, So communication really is key. So that is how I would go about starting to mend those friendships that you have that you're sitting here thinking, they're not people that choose me. They're not friends that choose me. That's how I would go about mending those, right? But what about, let's say like clean slate, you don't have any close friends right now, or you're kind of on the path of like weeding some friends out and you kind of have like this clean slate now where you want 
to rebuild your tribe, your group of people, your group of, you know, your tight-knit friends that you go to. Let's say you're in the process of finding those people and building that perfect group for you, for your needs, and then also fulfilling other people's needs. Um, So what does that look like? How can you pick the right people? I would argue that it's not necessarily picking the right people, but it's how you communicate it and stuff. But let's just say in an ideal world, picking friends who choose you. How do you like look for those red flags or green flags right off the bat? Um, If you're someone that needs to be liked and validated, this whole process is going to be so hard because when you're choosing friends, you're not. You're not choosing friends who you're like, oh yeah, so-and-so and and I, we really do click and, you know, we really could be great friends and we can, you know, have this great bond and meet each other's needs in the ways that need to be met. No. If you're a people pleaser and someone who really needs to be liked by everyone, you're going to meet someone and you're going to immediately think, how can I get them to like me? How can I get them to validate me and feel loved by them. That is your ultimate goal, right? So you're missing the red flags. You're missing where they're not meeting your needs or where they potentially in the future won't meet your needs or where they potentially in the future will cross a boundary. You kind of have like these rose-colored glasses and blinders up because your main focus is how do I get this person to like me and want me as a part of their friend group? So that's one place to work on in yourself and notice when you're doing that because you're never going to end up with people that are choosing you if you are choosing people that you just want to like you and that you just want validation from. And this might be a subconscious thing. You might not even be consciously doing this, but that is one place where if you are a people pleaser, you need to yet again, sit down, do the work on yourself, you know, talk about it in therapy, listen to podcasts. Um, do thought work on it, take like self-assessment quizzes, get to know yourself better, understand how to separate that need to be liked by people by choosing the right person and not having those rose-colored glasses on. The other thing that really comes into play, and I'm speaking from my point of view and my perspective, so like I'm someone who needs to be liked, so that's why I'm speaking on it. I'm not gonna go down the list of a million reasons of why people don't choose people that choose them. There's a million reasons, but For me, there's two big ones and it's the need to be liked and the other one is the need to fix people. So this is the other thing. So this is kind of the opposite side of the coin where you don't have the rose-colored glasses on, but you're really noticing their flaws and things that you feel you can help them with or you can, in a sense, fix them, right? So this could be like, and this is this is so hard to detach yourself from and this is definitely where I'm saying like I'm 20 and I'm not even close to achieving this and I don't think I ever will because this is what I struggle with I see someone who needs to be loved and accepted and validated for whatever problem I'm noticing in them so let's say they're someone who struggles with depression I look at that and I'm like I struggle with depression And so then I think, oh, I know how that feels. I can help them with this, right? I I can fix this problem for them because 
I have learned coping mechanisms for myself and what whatever my reasoning behind it is. I want to fix it for them. And this can be so tricky too because then you're also missing out on people who choose you because you chose them because of a problem that they had not even because of the person that they are or anything and this is subconscious you don't know that you're doing this but you're seeing a problem and a need and you want to fulfill that need for them and that kind of ties into the need to be liked because they're gonna like you if, if they feel like you're helping them um but the reason this is not choosing friends who choose you is if you're picking someone who has some sort of problem that's holding them back from being the best version of themselves in your perspective in your opinion then that person is most likely not capable of giving you the love and energy and time that you need and deserve, right? Like if I'm picking someone who's literally in the depths of depression because I think I can help them, I can't then also expect them to be texting me all the time and reaching out all the time and giving me the same amount of energy and effort. And so yet again, that's going to lead to burnout and frustration within me because I'm going to be like, you know what? I've done all this them i've helped them so much with their depression i've helped them so much with x y and z and they can't even shoot me a text the problem with that is your friend didn't know that you subconsciously picked them because of a problem that they had and that now they in your head owe you something in return because that's the problem with fixing people is then you subconsciously you want something in return because your mindset's going to go to oh I've helped them so much why am I now not getting anything or I've helped them so much and now they can't pick up the phone when I need them right and that leads to a sense of anger but they didn't know that they didn't know that that was a need that had to be met because yet again it goes back to you didn't communicate that so you're having all this like inner dialogue and frustration and everything within yourself and the other person that's in this same friendship and relationship that you are in doesn't even know you're feeling this way right um so it all goes back to choosing the right people from the get-go so not choosing people because you need to be liked and validated by them or because you feel like you need to fix them choose someone who you think is capable of giving you what you need to feel fulfilled in that friendship someone who is capable of being on the same level of communication with you someone who maybe has a similar view of what friendship means um, how much time and energy should be put into a friendship if you guys see eye to eye on that then the friendship's going to be a lot easier than if you didn't um, so that can be ways that you're looking actively for the right people okay someone who's kind of like on the same wavelength as you are and you can take that in a million different ways in, in whatever way that you want um so the other thing I want to talk about is how to remove toxic people or just someone who you feel like, okay, I've communicated time and time again, like I've tried what you said, Brooke, 
and I've communicated, hey, these needs aren't being met and, you know, the friendship just isn't working out and they're not changing and I'm not changing and we've just hit this wall and it's done. If that's the truth and you really feel like you have like put all the effort that you could into it and vice versa, that they've done the same, um, you also need to communicate that with them and you need to be like, hey, I think we are on separate paths in life and I love you, I have love for you, but I don't think that this friendship should continue. And then leave it at that. Don't be like, reach out if you ever need me. I always do that. No, because then, yet again, that's a boundary that's going to be crossed and we don't need that. Cut it off for good in a nice, respectful way. Um, And, I mean, you know your friendship and whatever friend you have in mind more than I do. So, obviously, you know, go about it and whatever you think that friend needs to hear and whatever you feel like you need to say to them, say. But it all really just does boil down to communication. Um, So I had to record these like last five minutes in a separate day because I got sidetracked when I was filming the other day. And so I hope that it all kind of made sense because I kind of forgot what I was talking about and then I had to like go back in my brain and try to get back on that same like thought pattern that I was on so I hope it all made sense um I love y'all thank you for listening I hope you got something out of this episode um I'm really enjoying recording and just talking and sharing my thoughts and all of that hoopla so thank you for listening and I hope that wherever you are in the world and whatever point in your day that you are in that you can just take a breath and smile and just feel peace and have a great rest of your day. I love you. Bye y'all.